0: You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted, with your host... <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, and today, instead of my beautiful wife, Anna Tiger, as my co-host, I have my beautiful Uncle Leonard
1: as a co-host. Maybe, maybe not beautiful. Maybe not? <laughs> maybe not. Like, maybe? <laughs> maybe you're taking the... Liberties? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
0: now, uh, you're just on your way back from Arizona. You winter in Arizona, yes. right? You yeah. live in Melfort, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, I do. Uh, you stopped through on the way. You stopped in Las Vegas to visit Anna and I on the way to Phoenix, and now you're heading back home for Christmas.
1: Right. <clears throat> I, I came back in, what, middle of October, I guess, Yeah. and uh, with my truck and my trailer, and uh, now I'm heading back taking my motor home back home uh this winter um you got some it, fancy new digs out there i got right? some new digs I, I bought a park model a, a small older park model that's going to be more than sufficient for what i need and
0: now that a model that would be different than what i would call a model well it's it's like, not it's not a girl in a bikini
1: no <laughs> but they do have frames <laughs> gotcha they have frames but no it's um uh, like it's about a 400 square foot trailer uh, it has wheels underneath it, but it'll never be moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine the rubber's gone by now um, just a handy little spot and for me in my situation with my leg and and stuff i it makes it a lot easier for me to run back and forth in my in my explorer my right. small trailer behind and to have the vehicle there when I'm down there it's sort of handy so that that was one of the reasons I got to like it and, and this sort of fell on my lap and and uh, so there
0: I am. Well, for those that don't know, <clears throat> last year, uh, last October, right?
1: November the 8th.
0: Last November 8th, you were in a bike accident, uh, which resulted in you losing the lower half from the knee down on your on your left side.
1: Yeah, about six inches below my my knee. I That's where they took it off and sent it away. Sent it away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where they put it, but it's gone somewhere.
0: It's been filed. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it was a year of, of getting you know, the rehab and all like that. You've got a a prosthesis now. You're still on a, on a walking stick on a, it's not really a, do you you call that a, it's not a cane and it's not
1: a crutch, right? It's called an arm crutch. Yeah. And what it is, is I don't need it all the time, Mm -hmm. but sometimes my leg gets tired. And so it's just another thing to keep me from falling over.
0: Now, when you were coming down, you had bought a trike uh, of course, you rode it a little bit. When you get to Arizona, that's basically what you do. Is you got a bunch of buddies that you guys all flock down there for the winter. Yeah, we do. And you ride your motorcycles around.
1: Yeah, we and we do a fair bit of it. Um, I think uh I've got just over fifteen hundred miles on in roughly wow, it's six weeks, but we have had a few weeks or a few days in in there that were pretty bad weather, but. Like not bad weather, Saskatchewan bad, but bad right. weather Arizona bad.
0: Like clouds or something, or
1: yeah, like <laughs> smattering of clouds. Well, they had a couple of days of nice rain, which they obviously need all the mm-hmm. time, and and then it's been cool, so your days have been shortened quite a bit. For we have people from Arizona that ride with us too. And
0: they're soft, the soft ones, aren't, soft. aren't they? Yeah,
1: really soft. <laughs> no, but it's been good, and uh, and so once we get going and everybody gets there after the New Year, we'll take lots of trips and yeah. you know do a bit of touring and stuff.
0: Now. You're on the trike. yeah. You're used to the two wheel bike. What was it like being on the trike? Because we, we talked about that, and, you know, I always wondered like cornering, right? Cornering for guys that are bike, you know, bikers, you know. Uh,
1: well, you don't drag the pegboards anymore or, or, the, or the footboards. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of hard to it, do. It is. But the, the, the biggest thing is if the sign says you can go around a curve at 65 miles an hour, you want to make sure you're not much over that. It's just not from. Like you can't bend, you know. You got to turn it. You yeah. know, um, roads with lots of curves are going to make your arms hurt. You know, because you're you're steering. But is it heavy? Like heavy uh, steering? It, it's I well because you don't steer a bike, <laughs> a two wheel bike. You mm-hmm. lean or or whatever, and right. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's obviously heavier than that. But I, I think the biggest thing, Terry, is is that when you're going in a curve, it wants to throw you off the bike. Mm-hmm. You know, the the bike will hold and it'll it'll but you got to watch you know and you have to watch for things like uneven roads mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden instead of one track to worry about when you're dodging stuff on the on the highway you have three tracks right you know so it's always always hard to miss stuff little things like that the side to side motion as I said gets to you a little bit but bottom line is I'm still riding mm-hmm. and uh, that's the part that I enjoy
0: okay um, you you told me that uh, now the anniversary of the of the accident of course you were there yeah you said that you that day you went over to the intersection where the accident occurred
1: yes I did and and the accident occurred around seven o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and just it was dark then I agonized over it all day trying to trying to figure out when was the best time to go over there so I did go over there at seven o'clock just
0: now you don't you say that now because uh, as you told me you don't like riding at night now.
1: Yeah, but I took my truck. Oh <laughs> no, I, I I didn't want to take the bike over there and <clears throat> I took the truck over and and it was a lot more emotional mm-hmm. than I even I th- thought it would be and I, I can get emotional, um, but um, yeah, I had to pull over for a little while and and up the road a bit and basically it's the first time I've been through the intersection I never made it through before so um, yeah it was and and and. You know, for basically a year, I've been telling myself, I've been going through the facts, I've been telling people what happened, and there's always that little bit of doubt in your mind that you remember everything that's there. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really good for me to do that because yes, everything that I remember, I remembered correctly. You know, so it wasn't like I got banged on the head and forgot a bunch of stuff or whatever. But no, it was it was what I've always thought, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that doesn't change Jackson. Of course, it just makes me feel a little better about it in my own head you know but um, but it was emotional and and I've only been through it once I only went that way once and uh, you know I when I first came in when I first came in from from the north uh, in, in my truck uh, on the way down I got emotional when I saw the sign mm-hmm. for it was 99th in Indian school when I saw the sign for Indian school that you know gave me a little twinge and and stuff but you know my goal was for the year like after i could remember what i was doing in the hospital and stuff my whole goal was to get back to arizona to get back riding a bike and to be healed up and all that stuff and you know i my pace was maybe a little quicker than some people would like to have seen like as far as you know the therapy people and stuff and my doctor was quite surprised because he didn't think i'd be ready till next spring or next summer mm-hmm. and uh, but that was my whole goal so that was that was a big thing for me and uh, and i worked really hard to to try and make sure that i you know, and I, like I said, if I, if I don't put my leg in the morning and I get up real quick, I fall over. But <laughs> I'm still down there. I'm, I'm able to maneuver. It's, you know, I mean, I can make jokes about things like my leg and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, just the fact that I'm back, yeah. I'm back riding, I'm back down south, uh, that's a big thing for me.
0: Now, when you said it was emotional, what, what's going through your mind? I don't know. Is it the loss of the leg? Is no, you
1: know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I've, I've, uh, Is this a family show? No. It, <laughs> no cussing on sh- No. Poop happens. Right. You know, like things happen in your life that you either adapt to or you don't. If you let things weigh you down and, and they become a burden, you'll become a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, so my leg's gone. Live with it you got to, you know, I'm not going to lay around and mope and lay in bed and have people feel sorry for me. I, I, I don't like that. And um, so that that part of me, no, that wasn't the emotional part. It was just, I don't know, it was just a, a sense, you know, just a feeling. Just, a, I mean, it was the accident site. So, you know, all the stuff that comes rushing back, you know, that happened and, and all that. But it wasn't, it wasn't because I lost my leg, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm well over that. Um, and actually, it's not lost. They, they're keeping it somewhere for me. But... Um, <laughs> it's just a matter, it's more a matter of, <laughs> of uh, just a sense of, I guess, a sense of well being of going, mm-hmm. you know, going, getting back to that point. Yeah.
0: Well, it was a very traumatic event, right? Whether, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I get the whole being Saskatchewan tough, you know, but it's still, uh, you know, there, there was certain milestones you hit in your life and, you know, you could go back and rattle them off. And that's probably one of the bigger ones, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think point.
0: going back and processing, it's probably really healthy, don't you think?
1: Oh, for sure. You can't hide. You, you can't hide from things. If you try and hide from things, it'll eat you up. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I'm very open with people. Like, uh, you know, do you think I could see your leg? Yeah, I rip her off, take a look. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that doesn't bother me. I mean, um, it was interesting just to share with you. I'm sitting in a restaurant one day. In Jim's restaurant in Malford, mm-hmm. uh, R.J.'s Urban Garden Cafe, free plug. <laughs> That's your brother. Yeah. Um, and these little kids were sitting with their mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at my leg and they're whispering. So I waved them over. I said, come over and take a look at it. And I explained what happened. And I said, it's all about you know being safe as much as you can. But, you know, stuff does happen in life and blah, blah, blah. And went through the whole thing. And we talked about five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids went back and they gibbered with their mom and dad a little bit. And on the way out the mom came over and, and thanked me for for sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I, I again I, I don't believe that you can hide from anything, and I think people have to understand that it's just another part of your life. Mm-hmm. The dogs want out, I think. Should I let them out?
0: Yeah, I'll let them out. Say goodbye, girls. It's a very informal setting here at the studio. <laughs> the dogs like to come in here, but they miss their mom So yeah. So how, how did the kids react to that? How did parents react
1: to that? Well, the, the mom came over, uh, the dad, you know, he waved as he walked out. But the mom actually came over and, and thanked me for talking to them about it and mm-hmm. making them under, not making them, but helping them understand. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times, stuff like that happens, and uh, and it's just a question mark, right, for people. And and
0: uh, well, I think too for kids too. I think any, you know you know, recalling being a kid, you know, whenever there's anybody that's different yep. in any way, you know, that uh, it's usually something that you poke fun at or laugh at or like that. But when you get to meet somebody and they're a nice person like that, I, I think it's a, a sort of an organic way of, of of teaching tolerance, don't you think?
1: Well, yeah, tolerance, yeah, to a certain extent. and And, and just a general understanding that there is stuff that happens in life that people have to adjust to, right? And and you know somewhere in their life something may may come along that hopefully that their interaction with me will help them understand better and, and help them deal with better. And um, you know I've had uh, I've had a few situations with kids especially, mm-hmm. and but this one is was the probably the most poignant and and uh, but I've had kids that go up and. You know, or walk by and look at my leg and I say, yeah, that's what happened when you don't listen to your mom and be safe, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But, yeah. but, uh, that's what
0: happens when you don't eat your vegetables. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, well, I, I wouldn't do that, but, but uh, you know, for me, it's all about safety and, right. and stuff like that, too, right. so, yeah, it was good.
0: Now, just sort of thumbing through your, your Facebook uh, page, I, I saw that it was, uh, you know, not recently, but a, a bit ago, that it was... Um, you know, you're celebrating, I guess you can safe, safely call it that. Uh, was it seven years since your heart attack?
1: Uh, my, my heart attack was in uh, 11. Yep, seven years ago.
0: Okay. Now, when you hit those dates, those do you go back and, and think about that? Does that make you emotional? Do you think about that?
1: You know, that doesn't.
0: I mean, that heart attack should have taken you. There's no way. I mean, what, what do they call you? What do the doctors call you? The miracle?
1: Yeah, one in 10,000.
0: One in 10,000, the guy that actually survived, uh, yeah. you know.
1: The thing that, on that date, mm-hmm. the thing that I remember is my grandson that mm-hmm. didn't make it. I mean, that's the weekend revolved around his his birth and seventeen later, his, seventeen days later, his death. And you know, my heart attack was part of that, or at least I believe it was part of that. I guess I was pretty. It's very stressful. Time. Yeah, very stressful. And but uh, so I don't. Yeah. Again, somewhere somebody has a plan, and mm-hmm. uh, um, th- there must be something that I'm supposed to do yet. I mean, that, the heart attack, and I was basically dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and a young lady gave me CPR for 15 minutes, and the buggy came, and they had to hammer me three times to the paddles, and 17 or no, 12 days later, I walked out of the hospital. And uh, they just said it was like my doctors couldn't believe it.
0: One in ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean, as a as a, an ex cop, I you know dealt with that kind of thing often, you know, because obviously the police get called, nine one one gets called, and, yeah, and you go and it's just so rare. To uh, I never had an experience when somebody actually survived, you know, something like that.
1: Well, it was funny because my doctor he's a bit of a card, and uh, he said, "Well, he said, you know what, she did a really good job." giving you CPR. Mm-hmm. I said, what, what do you mean? Well, one, you're alive, and two, you're not any more stupid than you were before. <laughs> so so that means there's no brain damage. No, no, no brain damage. <laughs> That's
0: another Saskatchewan That's, doctor. Yeah, right?
1: it, is, it is. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, that part, and, and then the fact that with my accident, I mean, I, wear your helmets. <laughs> I, I wasn't wearing a helmet, yeah. you know, and I could have very easily... Split your brain. Yeah, whatever, you know, so... Um, do you wear one now? Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: hmm Yeah. You know, I started, I, I've always had one of those little, you know, oh, yeah. you know, it's not even a helmet, right? And it's just a, a little beanie that you put on your head yeah. that's fiberglass. But, uh, I started wearing a helmet again this year.
1: You know what? Um, in my mind, helmets don't help you at high speeds or anything like that. The place where they're going to help you is maybe in a crash like mine, mm-hmm. where basically you got damaged to your leg and you fall off the bike. Mm-hmm. or in a parking lot or something like that. I'm, I'm thinking at high speeds, and don't quote me, but I, I'm, I'm thinking high speeds, it's not going to make a whole bunch of difference one way or the other.
0: I think it depends. You know, if you're, if you're hitting the front end of a semi, probably not, right? Yeah. But if you're a you single vehicle accident, skidding off the road. I had a buddy that actually <coughs> took a corner too fast, and I think he was in Arizona. And uh, they had to medivac him out of there. And he, one of the reasons they said he survived is because of his helmet. And he was going highway speeds, actually a little bit more, too fast into a corner. But you know, he didn't he didn't hit anything. He just went off the road and then tumbled and skidded and yeah. Well, hit, and I, and hit, I can with, see that.
1: I mean, I've done that. I back in the day, just I, for fun. No, uh, but I you know had, had to put my bike down and did the skid and roll. Yeah. wearing a helmet and all that stuff because in Canada we have to. But um, but I, I, just there's certain times when It's going to help, and and certain times when it it probably isn't, but you know. the thing the thing
0: is is you can't pick what kind of accident you're going to have, so it's like insurance. You put it on because it's insurance,
1: right? Yeah, exactly right. And you know, it's for me right now. It's it's everybody in my group that was all my friends all went back to wearing helmets again. So
0: no kidding. eh? Yeah,
1: I'm a leader. You are (laughs) are. trendsetter.
0: (laughs) Here, watch this. Hold my beer. But, uh, uh, so, so I guess, in the, I mean, in the last decade you've been through a lot, I guess is kind of my point. And, uh, and you've been very resilient about it all. Uh, I think this, this thing, you know, set you back. I think each one of those things set you back, but you've been very resilient and you do have this tremendous will to live. Now, I mean, you're, you're, you're older than me. You're, I'm 59, you're 68, 68, uh,
1: Close your ears, girls. Yeah.
0: You don't look a day over 67. 67, (laughs) But, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of guys our age that are dying, you know, just dying of all kinds of stuff, right? It's kind of a, a, you know, it's sad, but it's not always shocking, right? When you reach this
1: point in life. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, there's no guarantees. Like, I mean here today, gone tomorrow type thing, it, you have no guarantees. And, and that's one of my philosophies as well, is to enjoy every day mm-hmm. and, and to try to uh, make the best of it. Um, I, I really enjoy you know, my life. Do I miss parts of it? Yes, I miss my wife, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we had plans to do a lot of this stuff uh, together. Uh, but I'm, I'm still able to do some of these things. And as long as I can, I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it gets to the point where I can't, then I'll adjust and do something else. know, mm-hmm. If I can no longer ride a bike, you know, I'll, I'll figure something else out I can do. Um, if I can't travel.
0: You can always ride on the back of mine, Leonard.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That doesn't really work for me, but. No. Uh, I'm, it's not I'm, on your list uh, of
0: things to do. I'm, not on your bucket list. I love you, Terry, but. Uh, <laughs> this love stuff only goes so we're, far.
1: We're not cuddling on a bike. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh, I just I just look at at the things that you've personally been through. You know, there's been loss of your wife uh, from cancer. There's been your own heart attack, the loss of your grandson, and now the bike thing. And you know, you're just not one of those guys that wants to sit on the couch and watch Matlock reruns, right? You're yeah. really out there doing the things you love to do.
1: Well, and and that's all part of of my philosophy of life is is enjoy what you what you have and Mm -hmm. and and whatever you can do enjoy it and 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 I do that and I've never been one to look at the glass half empty Mm -hmm. you know I've never been that way I've always tried to be positive and I find that that's and I try not to and, and you have your negative moments for sure for mm-hmm. sure you do, because you, you sometimes wonder why stuff happens. But
0: well, you'd be inhuman, I think, yeah. if you didn't, right? I mean, getting knocked down is getting knocked down. And it doesn't matter how positive you are, getting knocked down sucks. Yeah. And you're going to have doubts. Getting but,
1: back up is the, the part you have to have. it Because the first time you stay down, you're down forever. Right. You yeah. know, and and I'm, I'm a big believer in, in that, that you know if you fight harder the first day, it'll be easier the second day. And, and, and so on, you know, and you have to deal with everything as it comes. You can't, and and I don't worry about things. Like uh, I have friends, I have people I know that they worry about everything. Things that haven't happened yet, they worry about them. Mm -hmm. I think you burn way too much energy doing that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather wait until I have to worry and then deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, because worrying can just take it out of you too.
0: Now you don't work anymore. Uh, like you don't have a nine to five, Right. Right. Do you miss work? Do you, find, do you find more purpose in work? And, and I say this just because I, I've got a handful of guys that I was friends with when they retired. They didn't live that, that long. You know, they, they died relatively soon after they retired. And so working was an important thing. Did, did work give you purpose, or do you just find purpose in what you're doing?
1: I, I miss some of the people. Okay, so I had real jobs, like honest-to-goodness jobs, and then I got into hockey. Mm-hmm. Like and that's a job, but it's not an honest real job. It's like doing whatever your your dreams in life are for right. the best. You were a life. manager of yeah, the uh, yeah of teams and yeah and, and and do I miss that? I don't miss it. I I I I do and I don't. I miss the people and the association with the people and stuff. But I made a decision when Sharon passed away mm-hmm. that I was going to enjoy my life as we had planned to do. Yeah, and any kind of thing that i'm involved in if i go back to a job or if i go back to the hockey or whatever it's going to be 24 7 365 that's just the way it's going to be yeah and but i made a an actual decision to change my life to this and uh will i go back like i've I've had a few opportunities to do some things and, and and whatnot will i go back maybe when i get old you know, I'm not sure what, what day that is or, or when it's going to happen. What do you define old? No, How I, do you, define I, old? you don't. So maybe it's when I can't come south anymore mm-hmm. and I'm going to be spending my winters there anyway. So maybe then I I get go back into, into, back into hockey. And there's lots of jobs in hockey I can do. Um, I, I don't know. I Would I ever get back into it? Of course I would. You know, if I couldn't be down here in the winter...
0: What about getting a job? With uh, now Vegas has an NHL team, Arizona's got one. Do you ever think of getting into that and just staying down here year round?
1: That's a process that starts many years ago. Mm. Okay, it's not something where I'm going to walk in and and uh, walk up to uh, the new GM of the uh, of the Vegas Knights Golden and Knights. Say, yeah, ah, listen, buddy, I'm going to uh, come and start working for you anytime now. Um, although I know Gerard fairly well, Grant, but. No, that's, those are jobs that are, you know, you work your way through the system and stuff. And and, and I decided a long time ago that that wasn't the route I was going to take. Um, there's too many political aspects, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. Would, would I love to be working in HL? Yeah, probably if I had the background of, of 25 years of building myself up to it, I would. But uh, And yet I, I see the GM in, in Phoenix, he's 24 years old. Right. You know, and I knew... So he
0: started, he started a year when before he was born.
1: born. Yeah, well... I know when he started and I know where he worked and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very surprised he's there, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Good for him. There's no, there's no age, age license to being smart, I guess. But right. You know. But no, I'd, I'd probably go back to work again if I, if I wasn't down here.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you're out and by, you know, I know you say you go riding, right? What is riding involve? Is it just ripping down the road or you got, do you guys pick destinations? You got your favorite honey spots? Is it, is there a pub at the other end? What, what do you guys do? What does the day look like for Leonard?
1: Well, the week, uh, you know, we, we, we plan our weeks and, you know, if there's going to be long trips, we try to make them on the weekends because there are people that still, <coughs> that ride with us that still have jobs. We, um, we have things like uh, Wing Wednesday where we go to a <laughs> same place all the time, a little bar out in the country and have wings for lunch and a cold beer and, you know, and there's, there's other things too, whether it's, I go out and play shuffle boards Monday nights, I go to the casino once in a while stuff like that but our most of our trips are planned and there's usually about four or five of us that get together and say let's try and do this and see how many people want to come what's your favorite
0: spots some of your
1: favorite spots
0: if you're a biker and you're ever out in phoenix what should you what should you go see
1: well you should go see jerome a town called jerome Mm -hmm. it's up in the mountain and it's beautiful Uh, as far as sort of challenging rides uh I can't remember the numbers. It used to be the 666, the Devil's Highway. It's on the east side of uh, of Arizona, it goes up or down the east side of Arizona and up or down the west side of of New Mexico. It's like 75 miles, 2,200 turns or something like that. Oh my it's gosh! Like pretty incredible. Anytime you can go up into that, we've been up to the Grand Canyon. Obviously, for anybody, whether they're bikers or not, they should go and see that because mm-hmm. all the pictures and videos and stuff in the world will never. It justice never do it justice.
0: You know, I've lived here since I think 2001 or 2002, and I've never been to the Grand Canyon, flown over it a million times, but never been to it. And I need to go,
1: yeah. And and, and the South Rim, the (coughs) the rim that we go to, like you can, they have little stops along the way. You can get on this train, you can get off here, and then get back on a train later and move to the next one. Every stop is a different view, Mm -hmm. totally. Wow, and you don't get that in the pictures or flyovers or whatever. It's just the fact that you're set in a different spot looking at the same thing, but it's different. Different you know? angle. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really incredible. And then the light of day and all that stuff. So it's, that's a beautiful trip. I love the Flagstaff, Sedona, up and through there. Uh, we went down to Tombstone, went to old Tucson. And, you know, and, and then there's all these little, like a little ride that nobody even would think about hardly. Uh, lots of people think about it. but In the sort of the, Phoenix sort of goes in a half moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the valley at the center is the communication towers is called south mountain there's a regional park there mm-hmm. and you can go up to south mountain on this windy windy. like it looks like it's right there but you can get on this road <laughs> and it's a windy windy little trail up and then you can look out over the there's a little lookout point and you can it's got a a marker thing that has arrows on it and you can see oh there there there's where we are and whatever and you can look through glasses and if it's a clear day you can really see a long ways you can go uh, okay. you know, 50 60 miles and you watch the planes come in underneath you you wow. know to, to land and and stuff like that it and that's something that's right in you know anybody can go just whenever uh, there's lots of stuff to see in arizona there's lots of stuff to see in nevada you know we made that trip from vegas down through <coughs> excuse me vegas down through havasu and taking that California road down all the way south.
0: I've been to Havasu, the one bridge there. They actually mm-hmm. broke it apart. Somebody bought it, uh, broke it down into individual blocks, shipped it over, and then they reassembled it there.
1: And It's actually pretty cool. Marked it all, yeah. Made, yeah. It, made it identical. So you know, there are some pretty things. And then you get up into Utah and into the Zions. And oh, my goodness. That's like, gorgeous the, up there. Yeah, it's just incredible.
0: Do you go that far?
1: I go wherever. Yeah. What's
0: your longest, your longest trip?
1: 5,500 kilometers.
0: On one ride,
1: yeah. How many days? That was fifteen.
0: Okay. Do you stay at hotels or do you camp or what do you do?
1: Well, you, you do a little bit of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you have friends that you stay at on the way, um, but you stay in hotels. I don't. No, I don't camp. I'm not a camper. I have my <laughs> my my motorhome sitting out in front of your place. That's that's about as campy <laughs> as I get. You're really roughing it. And you know, and and before my accident, um, they didn't make ground heavy enough to carry me for, for
0: you lost fair bit of weight i mean wait, before the accident what you had gotten up to what
1: 235 or 335 and, and what are you at now i'm about 272 right now
0: now is that being lighter obviously it's got to be easier on that on your prosthesis right on that leg
1: oh beats me i don't know i never had one before <laughs> no <laughs> what it's easier on is it's a lot easier on my heart i've uh I've changed some medications that I don't need anymore. Uh, my blood pressure runs 115 over 70. You know, it's like, really good. Yeah, really good. Are you uh,
0: thinking about getting lighter or are you you're happy with where you're at?
1: You know what? Uh, I don't want to get heavier. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest issue for me. Um, I enjoy food. So I, have you
0: cut down on the Baileys that you put in your Baileys and coffee in the morning? No,
1: no, that's one sacrifice I'm not prepared <laughs> to make. <laughs> um, or the three or 4 men Man's got to live, right? Man's got to live. <laughs> <laughs> got to have vices. Um, but I'm not a. I'm not a big drinker. Um, uh, I'm not a big drinker.
0: Not a smoker?
1: Uh Yeah, I yeah. am. You are? I have cigars. Oh, you I have, have cigars. cigars but yeah. I don't smoke in Saskatchewan.
0: No? Like, just here?
1: But, no, just when I... <laughs> they're called Swiss sweets. They're actually little wee cigars and I'll have three a day and whatever. Really? Yeah. I have permission. Anyway, Um but you don't
0: you don't buy the man sized cigars, just the, the ladies. Do you borrow them from the girls that you ride with? gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they and uh, but my my biggest thing is when I was in when I was in um, respite when I left respite I was two hundred sixty eight pounds mm-hmm. and I've gained you know <clears throat> I've been up ten back down again whatever yeah um but i i love my steaks i love my you know i love food and i've really had to to watch Uh, like you know what i do um i'm not afraid for the proteins i stay away from a lot of the breads and stuff like that Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's just in my own head what i do yeah um like i told you this morning my morning regimen is a cup of coffee with baileys Mm -hmm. you know and we had a snack today at three o'clock you know Mm -hmm. that's uh, I was getting peckish. Peckish. <laughs> you had know, eggs and toast. Yeah. You know, and I, I, yeah, so you just go watch, you know, and I'm not afraid. Yeah, I know. I
0: I mean, you don't eat a lot of junk and, you know, you don't eat a lot of garbage, right? You just eat, you eat good food.
1: No, like, I've never been through a garbage in my life, but um, I, I see people that do that, but uh, they're hungry. No, no, I don't. I try not to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not immune to having a piece of chocolate occasionally.
0: I saw yeah. you rifling through the
1: uh, Hershey's Kisses. I in had front three there. Hershey's Kisses. They have little nuts in. Them. <laughs> and um, and but other than that, no. Like I'm not one that I've got over the fact that I don't sit around mm-hmm. at night and eat junk food. I um, I, I like the odd pop, mm-hmm. but not
0: pop would be soda for those Americans out there listening. Actually, we have uh, like people in, I think it's 13 different countries listen to this show.
1: Hmm. Gorda, Yakshimaj, I have no idea what that means. Hassengorda is Swedish and Yakshimaj is Ukrainian. and hmm. Multilingual. Oh, I know how to starve in three different languages.
0: You're heading back to Canada now. Are you looking forward to the cold weather?
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm just excited. Do you like the white winters? I don't hate them.
0: I miss them. You know what? I never thought I'd ever say that, but I actually miss, I'd I'd like, I'd like Jesse and Anna to see a white Christmas sometime. (laughs) Then you come to Melbourne.
1: (laughs) I have extra turkey. Um, Like it, you know what? It's, um, I grew up with winter. Yeah, we both did, right? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's nothing, nothing like, uh, like people that haven't seen it or haven't, haven't lived it. Mm -hmm. Like in, (laughs) we're down... So it's
0: not a, the novelty's long since worn
1: off, in other words. Yeah. Well, we're sitting around happy hour mm-hmm. down in the park, and uh, there'll be me and a couple of other Canadians wearing shorts and T-shirts, and there'll be <laughs> four or five Americans with parkas on. Parkas on, yeah. It's like 68 degrees, and, <laughs> and you sort of laugh. <laughs> like right now, for instance, in Las Vegas right now it's 64 degrees, in Goodyear it's 67, and uh-huh. Malford, Saskatchewan it's 22.
0: So there you go. So it's actually not too bad.
1: Oh, it's nice right now. Yeah. It's practically balmy. It's supposed to be up around just about thirty. Yeah. You know. So yeah, no, it's uh it's whatever you are used to and, and I don't again it's a little bit different now with the with the prosthetic because I really have to watch the slippery and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and but uh, you know, whatever. I'll do whatever I have to for that period of time too. And
0: have you have you taken a header? Have you landed on the pavement? No. You haven't? No.
1: The only, header, the only header I've taken was funny. So I, I sit at, uh, at the kitchen and I have an armchair uh, mm-hmm. dining and I work on my computer at night. And I have my, I think at that time I had my walker next mm-hmm. to the table. So I go to get up and I put a little bit more on one side than I did the other <laughs> and the chair flipped out from underneath me. And I did a backwards header. There was a fan sitting on the floor, hit the fan, put a big gash in my head. And I'm laying there. T- now, how the heck do I get up? You know, I'm not sure how I'm going to get up. Well, that was
0: the question so, is how, how so, do you get so, up? So
1: there's my daughter. My daughter's downstairs. Yeah. About 15 minutes later, she comes up. And she says, Dad, I heard a clunk. I said, from now on, when you hear a clunk, come up right away. <laughs> <laughs> Were you still laying there? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd actually dragged myself over to a, um, an easy chair type thing and yeah. been able to get myself up. But um, uh, No, yesterday, I mean, I was or the day before when I was getting my motorhome ready to go, I mean, I was laying on the ground. And it's, it's difficult because this leg still, wants to stay stiff, obviously, so you got to right. you force yourself up. But it, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you're on your way back to Saskatchewan. Yep. Going to enjoy Christmas you're heading back here right after?
1: Yeah, I'm going to, my plan is to catch the first flight I can after, Mm -hmm. after Christmas, catch a ride in and, and, uh, fly back to, uh, to Phoenix for sure. Um, I, I should have, you know, well, Christmas is, is so different now because your kids come and I mean, I'm hosting Christmas this year and so my kids will come, my granddaughter will be there and but they have other lives and they're busy and and so the time that you spend with them isn't as long mm-hmm. and everybody knows everybody loves everybody and all that stuff so it's you know you, they they have friends that they have to go see and other family and stuff and so it's different it, it it's that way so i just cherish the opportunity to spend more time with my kids and my granddaughter mm-hmm. and uh you know christmas is one way to do it if, yeah Probably, but that being said, if it was Christmas Eve, like some years I have Christmas Eve, I'd be flying back here at Christmas, you know, like that type of thing. I'm, gotcha. I, there's not, and no offense to anybody at home, there's nobody I really need to spend a lot of time with other than my family. Right. You know, so, uh, I mean, I have friends and stuff too, and I'll see them beforehand and say hi and how are things and all that stuff. But. Well, you got all summer to catch up yeah. when you get back, right? Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. <clears throat> well, listen, Leonard, have a safe trip home. Always a joy to see you.
1: And you too. I'm glad to see
0: you guys all the time, <laughs> and we want to say a special hello to. Want to say a special hello to all 13 countries that are listening to uh, to the podcast. I'll be back uh, tomorrow with another episode with uh, with Anna. I know we've been absent, and it's a whole other story. It's uh, you know, Jesse's. Uh, uh, you know, we're going through his case, I guess you could say. So, um, this month in the last, in, in a 30 day space, I think we'll have four different court appearances four or five different court appearances Uh-oh. and all that kind of stuff and lots of preparations
1: so, all all that work to make a life better yeah
0: yeah but uh, you know the the cool thing is is in uh, those court appearances don't necessarily feel very good but the cool thing is Leonard is that uh, and and all uh, you know where are Ann and I are on the same page with this is I just sit there and I think of him over at his little school having fun with his little friends he hasn't got a clue in the world of of all the people that are fighting for for him so yeah yeah so it's kind of a cool thing but uh that should be getting close to wrapped up by the time you get back maybe we'll have some good news for you
1: well i I sure hope so and maybe i'll have to make a quick trip up on the bike (laughs) and then we can take yours out of the garage (laughs) here we go terry Terry has a bike he doesn't ride it
0: it's sitting in the back of the shop here because i'm not even gonna start with the excuses yeah i need to put some more miles on it well, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. Anna will be back with me tomorrow. Today, she's busy designing something. Uh, it's great having Uncle Leonard here. I want to say a special hello to all of our friends and family back in Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, I'd like to say we're all thinking about but actually we're not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone.